I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about a movie that I guess was on our roulette wheel, correct? Yep. I don't really remember who picked it, who put who put that on there. Maybe it was me. I just, I know that I had seen Stranger Than Fiction like a long, 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 long time ago. Um, and I remembered enjoying it. Um, and I, and maybe you and I just wanted to rewatch it. I don't, I don't really remember. I remember seeing this movie and I think I put it on the list um, because I thought it was a very good movie when I saw it. Because wait, is this ABC or is this is this quarantine roulette wheel? It's roulette wheel because our ABC, like I said, is that Miyazaki movie. That oh like... shit. I need to I need to have that that ready then. <laughs> we do have a lot of movies coming up. Uh in the next few weeks and in like the next month. Um, so yeah, it's get, cause it's getting to, it's getting to award season. So well, all the good shit's coming out. Yeah, it's coming. So definitely we are going to have a lot to talk about on that front, but, uh, yeah. So stranger than fiction, um, it is from 2006 and I'm pretty sure I saw this one in the movie theaters with my mom. <laughs> really yeah yeah i don't oh did i see it in theaters i don't i don't know i don't know i really don't know (laughs) it's kind of a random movie like we were young but i definitely remember it and i thought it was a very cool concept you know at the time and i remembered it (laughs) so it's probably why i stuck it on the on the list Mhm, mhm, and uh, I think we had this under what what genre did we have this under? Um, sci-fi. Um, I was. I mean, I guess. Does it, that seem right? <laughs> I, <laughs> not, not, not that I watch it. No. No, I would say it's a, a narrative, um, kind of like I don't know, like flopping the narrative i i don't know what else what is, to say like it, what, what does imdb say comedy drama fantasy fantasy yeah like there you go it there is you go. it is but it's like based in the very specific concept of this being a movie yeah and it's built around all of the conventions of movie making um in which we have a narrator and then we have the character that the narrator is narrating and then basically i guess the concept is what if that character could hear the narrator and yeah it kind of goes from there so did you like this movie 
Yeah, I didn't. I I enjoyed watching it a second time. Um, I just I I just feel like I remember like really liking this movie. Like for for and, and like and I enjoyed it. I'm not like I'm not like in love with it, but but I I enjoyed watching it a second time. Um, it's I I think I just, I think I really like it just because it's a very different role that I feel like we see Will Ferrell in, um, in a lot of his roles. Like his his character is. Like he tries to be funny, but he is just—he's not—he's not funny. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think he's really trying. I think he's just playing the character that was written for him. I mean, but some of the—I guess it's—it seems a bit more dry. Yeah, like very kind of some dry. Of the things he says, yes, it's—it's yes. <laughs> it's dry. It feels almost like, uh, like maybe The Office in a way, like kind of like just the the stuff that he says um yeah it's just very monotone and very like 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 no enthusiasm like it's just <laughs> yeah i i loved that the concept of the fact that the writer of the novel which is played by um Emma Thompson has been in a writer's block with Harold for 12 years Therefore, Harold's life has been the same exact thing over and over again for 12 years because she hasn't written anything new for him. So it's kind of like he's stuck in, in limbo. And I thought that was really creative. Is that what happened? Because, yeah, because when, when they were in the when they, when they were in the scene um, in that guy's office and he was watching an interview from 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. She was talking and, about... And, about the the book. the book that Harold's in, mm-hmm. I think so. Really? So he was really just in this never-ending carousel <laughs> of of his life, just going to work and yeah, I uh, and coming back home and brushing his teeth thirty thirty two times on each side, or whatever thirty two, what whatever the whatever yeah. And and I didn't remember all of those graphics that were in the beginning of the movie, with all like, the numbers and yeah. and drawings and stuff. I remember I remember those. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Um, I definitely remembered. Honestly, most of the the very key points of this, which are Maggie Gyllenhaal and like her character and everything, and him like falling in love with her, and also him bringing her flowers. I remember that very, very clearly, and I thought that was so cute when I was, like, 12. That was very cute. That was very <laughs> cute. One thing I did forget about this movie was that Queen Latifah was in it. Me too. Completely forgot that Queen Latifah was in this movie. Some of right? me remembered that Dustin Hoffman was in this movie, but not Queen Latifah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I barely remember that Dustin Hoffman was in this movie. <laughs> It was really it was Emma there. Thompson, Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, and and Will Ferrell. They're the main ones, and Emma Thompson plays such a such a funny character. I mean, this woman it looks like she's a drug addict. Like she's just so yeah. She she has all like so many. She smokes so many cigarettes, or she her eyes are always like baggy. You know. Yeah. It was. She was a lot more of a kind of nutty character than I remember. Yeah. 
And so it's interesting that even though, even though Harold is, no, I, I guess everything that Harold did was in the, was in the book. Cause it seemed like there were like when the narrator wasn't talking to him, they can kind of like go off book. But, but then yeah. again, she would still write about that. Like we would learn that she was writing about that later, like with the, like with the guitars and the, um, well, he could hear that I part. Know. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely yeah. kind of came and go for him. Um, and it was like, but the but the day where he stayed home and did nothing, yeah, like like was that was that in the book? I don't think it was. No. Okay. So yeah, he wasn't like entirely, like not everything, was in the book, but what she wrote down was what we heard in his head. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. It's, you know, this was kind of like in a time where a lot of other kind of, um, I wouldn't say that this is like normcore, but it's definitely kind of closer to that where it's, it's very like subdued filmmaking. Like it's not like there's a lot of flashy things going on other than those um, Other than the writing, and, really. Yeah, in the writing. Yeah. And so the way that we're, like, presented to this character and the way that it's written is actually quite, like, normal and he's actually quite detailed. Like, he works at the IRS and it's so very specific, the things that he has to do. He's, he goes to visit, you know, a client, like somebody who hasn't been paying their taxes. Um, and it just seems like it just is a, it's a really good screenplay. Like, it's like one of those things that because everything is so specific in this movie, it kind of yeah. makes the screenplay shine and the actors make the screenplay shine. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of one of those unique, like, indie films that the screenplay is, is uniquely good. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what really makes it work. <laughs> Yeah, and and Emma Thompson's like narrating of the book, like even the even the book sounded interesting. Like I really wanted to read it. Like she really, she really played the part of of a of a writer's block author like very well. And how yeah. she would go around like trying to figure out how to kill Harold. Um, what's his name? Harold Crick. Harold Crick. Yes. Yeah. This writer um, who was is... very funny. Zach Helm. Um, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been... Um, he's written several things, including Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, which I did not see that movie. Oh. Oh. I don't, I don't think I saw that either. But he's got this TV movie called Good Canary from 2009, and then uh, this movie Deep Water... That is coming out in 2022. Um, that has Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas in it. So that's probably mm-hmm. where they met. <laughs> Ooh, and the director also directed Finding Neverland. I remember watching that movie with you. Yes, so that is Mark Forster. This is definitely a yeah. very kind of similar Finding Neverland kind of I would say. Yeah. Good director. Um, very... It's just... You know, again, it's an indie movie. It's kind of fun. Um, it's different for somebody like... It kind of made me think about how... Um, 
Jim Carrey is in some more serious movies like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, mm-hmm. This one kind of felt like that. It, of course, it wasn't Charlie Kaufman, so it didn't have that kind of Charlie yeah. Kaufman-esque um, situation, but it definitely was more yeah. of a... I, I had made that connection as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was like, I was like, it felt, felt very much like... Because, you know, it just seemed like you know, fairly normal, but like something is off. Like something very minuscule is, is like off. It's like everything's fairly normal, but there's that one thing that's happening. That's like a little like paranormal, like kind of, you know, something that's, that's not right. Yeah. And then obviously like the concept of this kind of works with the ending of it as well, where the ending of the book that she writes when she, when they go to like, Harold goes to see Dustin Hoffman about the ending of the book after she, he meets up with um, the writer. And yes, he's like, read the book. So he reads the book and he's like, you, you have to die, Harold. It's, this is like a really good <laughs> ending and you have to die. Yeah. And I mean, he's like, okay. That scene, that scene was a little, was a little hard to believe. Yeah. Um, a little, because like, who would... Who would ask someone to die? I mean, really. Um, but I, I, I did like that aspect of it where, like, when when she does end up meeting Harold and she's like, oh, my God, how many people have I have I maybe killed? Because all of her characters die in all of her books. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and the, and the guilt and, like, just, like, just like weighing down on her. She's like, do I really kill Harold or do I figure something else out? And <laughs> it's just, and the fact, <laughs> the fact that Dustin Hoffman's character was like, you have to die. Harold. I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember that scene. I, I, I do remember that scene, but I remember it being more like, I don't know, like poetic yeah. or, you know, like, like meaningful, <laughs> like watching it again. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, because, because the movie in itself feels very like poetic in a way or like ironic or like, you know, metaphorical, um, like with his watch always being on time and yes. And yes. it sounded like it would have been a very, a very good book, like because of the, um, what did she, what did they say? Like the day he got his, his, his watch like freaked out and he asked the time of someone whose watch was like three minutes off or something. And so his, his whole life from that, from that time forward was, was three minutes off and it made the world of difference. Mm -hmm. Um, which is very interesting. Yeah. I just remember, I remember, I feel like I just remember watching this movie and being like, this movie is so smart. I'm so smart for watching this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, watching it and liking at 12, it. <laughs> it's, it's a smart yeah. movie for when you're 12. It's, yeah. it's not as smart when you're an adult. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. What a deep and complex movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's what true. I feel like was going through my mind when that's, I was watching You it. know what that, okay, so like when you're comparing movies like The Truman Show is also kind of like that, where I watched that, yeah. I watched that actually on a plane more recently, and... I remember thinking to myself when I was younger and I saw that movie, wow, this, this, this movie's so deep and complex. And I watched yeah. it again and I was like, there's a lot of complex things in this movie, but it's not, it's just, it's simpler than I remembered, right? Like this yeah. is a lot yeah. simpler of a concept and a, and a reality than I 
actually remembered. Um, which is a hundred percent great because movies need to have that simplicity and they need to have the in like we need to impart our own personal like complexity onto things sometimes instead of stuff being just told to us. So that's, that's good. And I generally really like that. Um, but then, you know, obviously also comparing it to eternal sunshine, that movie is good when you're young. It's good when you're old. It's just good all the time. It's, it's not like it's too simple. It's actually yeah just the yeah. right amount of complex and interesting and weird. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get to, I didn't see it when I was younger, but it was, it, it held up. It held up when we watched it for the podcast. It definitely. It was a very fun movie. And now I own it. That's right. Now you own Stranger Than Fiction as well, right? That's how you watch this on DVD. (laughs) For some reason, I didn't want to rent it um, from whatever, whatever. Uh, You could Um, not. There was absolutely no place to rent this movie um, currently. How did you watch it? Um... I, I was creative. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Say no more, say no more. Yes, luckily I was able to find the movie. Yes, I checked like DVD. We went to we went to like five different Goodwills and like Salvation Armies and stuff, and and I checked every movie section, and I was and I think on like the third one we went to, they had it, and I was like yes, which was crazy because I saw like a million. Um, Peter Pan's yes, which um, you got as well, and you got which two I also Moulin got. Rouges. <laughs> I bought two like nice, like nice edition Moulin, like two disc Moulin Rouges. Um, even though I already own the movie, so now I own three <laughs> Moulin Rouges for some reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna be looking at the DVD section in in all the Goodwills going forward because you might you might find some gems in there. I've got, you know, I've got a lot of DVDs that you can have, because um, I don't watch. DVDs I, I don't mind anymore. still carrying DVDs because as yeah. long as as long as you have, um, you know, my PlayStation still plays DVDs. Um, what I would love is like a tape player. I, I need to always have with me a tape player. A v- because... VCR, VHS yes, player. Yes, v- VHS player. Uh-huh. Do you have one of those? Um, I think my parents still have a TV with a VHS um, insert on it. Or they might still have their DVD VHS like like dual. I dual, thought you uh, had one that was like a race car machine. Didn't you have one that looked like a race? That's car? that. That's our rewinder. Oh, our tape rewinder. it doesn't. It's actually... a race car. Yes, that's right. You, yes, it's shaped like a race car. The top you hit it, and then the top like slides like goes up, and you slide the tape in. Yeah. And then when you push it down, and it starts rewinding, the little lights at the front of the car turn on. And it just rewinds, rewinds your movie. I did it by hand or, or with the TV. Yeah. I mean, do it with the TV. Don't do it by hand. Why would you do that? It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. When I was a kid, you know, I used to twist them. I think I told you this once, but we had a, we had a VHS of cats, the stage play. You sure did. I, I sure know the story, but you know what? The fans need to know the story. <laughs> they need, they need to know what act of of criminal injustice you did yeah so i really hated cats when i was the 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 stage play um i love cats the actual pet but the stage play made me so angry that i like i took it out of the vhs and i took out i I took out the little piece of tape inside the vhs and i I 
snipped it with some scissors and then I put it back in and I put it away. And then when it got played, eventually my mom was like, oh, it, it's broken. <laughs> oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Alessandra murdered a musical classic. I'm just kidding. I also hate cats. So <laughs> that's fine. That I clearly despised fine. it as a child. So I did that. Um, but okay, back to yeah. Stranger Than Fiction. So, <laughs> than fiction. what did you think of uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character in this movie? I remember her being really cute, like just, um, you know, being being rebellious. You know, being a. I, I definitely remember very, very well that she purposely didn't pay her tax. I remember this, like, whether I understood what that really meant. Um, I don't remember that at all. I really don't. Because <laughs> I, I definitely remember their back and forth of, like, you like you need to pay your taxes. And she's like, I paid 78% of them. Um, and stuff like that. And uh, I... Um, I'm really liking her. I mean, I don't remember... Like, she doesn't have too much too much screen time i mean obviously because this movie is like mostly about will ferrell's character but um but i i remember them being cute i remember their little romance being cute yeah to me she kind of felt um well obviously she only exists to serve harold which is yep you know that's that's the character she's supposed to do that um so she's like she, you know, obviously falls in love with him or whatever, too, or really likes him, you know. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, on this on this watch, she kind of seemed like a uh, manic pixie dream girl in a, in a little bit. Um, she definitely has the, the backing up of somebody who, like, they don't just throw them together and Harold is just interested in her, but it's also a matter of, like, seeing, like, why she would be interested in somebody like Harold. And so I was kind of trying to watch it in that way this time. Mm-hmm. And because they seem very, they seem very ill matched in the beginning. Like you know, yeah. he's just he's there for a job. Um, it it does like it doesn't seem like he really takes too much of a notice to her until the narrator starts like, like. I mean, he later on he definitely seems like he likes her a lot, but like it's just it's kind of sudden. Like the narrator's like. Harold couldn't help but stare at her longingly. And he's like, oh, God. And then, and then she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're staring at my It's tits. a little sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Her, like, braless, like, kind of mid-2000s. Tank top. Tank tops. Yeah. Um, did you see that tiny little jacket that she wears when she makes him cookies? I think so. That was like a little, it was like here, it like stopped above her boobs. Like a, like, like a little cropped jacket or something? Like a little cropped, um. It was like like, a bolero, but didn't go over her boobs. It like stopped here. mm. You don't remember? Vaguely. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I gotta find a picture of this. It's... Yes, please find a picture of it. What I do remember seeing is uh, when when he goes over to her house um, and they're sitting on the couch, yes. I see that really cute blanket with, like, the little popped-up flowers 
like it, it looks like it's a uh, crocheted and Her like house the little was flowers decorated are decorated like... very well yeah yeah Great production design for her and her whole thing. Like, all that stuff. Her, her, her outfits, her hair, her, her shop. It, was all, it all took place yeah. in Chicago as well. It was really great. Yeah, I remember the, the architecture being super cool um, for, like, all the buildings. It, it, made, me, it made me think of, like, um, um, Columbus. Found a picture. Found a picture. Oh, what is it? What is it? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so small. <laughs> it is so small. But dude, like when when was this movie? Like I re- I remember having having things that looked like that in my closet. Like yeah. Those little, yeah. Two thousand six. Yeah. Like like those like those little things that would just go over your shoulder, but they would just basically just like just. <laughs> Just circle around your. They wouldn't yes, close. It was a bolero. They just be like yes. little. Yes. Yeah. Tiny, tiny bit. Yes. I remember those. I remember those <laughs> yeah. very well. It was great. Um, also, I love. I definitely remember the part when he's playing the guitar in her house, and she sits yeah. next to him, and he's singing the the. Well, the song I recognized as a song that's actually popular right now. Um, Cage the Elephant has done a cover song of this song, Whole Wide Worlds by Reckless Eric. Um, and right now it's, it's getting another like resurgence because it got a, it was um, covered by Cage the Elephant recently. Um, but I just love that. Like, I did not remember that this was the song and, and right now it's popular and it's just kind of crazy to hear a popular song that's popular right now in this movie from 2006 you know like yeah uh a long time ago (laughs) like 2006 was what like how many years ago (laughs) a lot of years ago um uh 17 jesus (laughs) yeah 17 years um, ago um that that seems like too many well no maybe no that's that's like yeah. Math. <laughs> <laughs> That's math. No, it's because it. So it's four plus ten plus one. So that's actually fifteen years ago. Mm. Fifteen years. This movie's fifteen mm-hmm. years old. That's a funny coincidence. That we that we yeah. watch this movie that has a song in it that's trending right now. Yeah, so he's playing the guitar, and I remember her just jumping on his face in the middle of his his playing this song, and I I I I just remember thinking that is so cute, and she just like just goes for it because she's so attracted to him, and it's really cute. Just like yeah, and you yeah. hear the guitar like you know get all you know it's cute. Yeah, this movie, this movie was, was, uh, was weirdly heartwarming, even though, like, Harold knows that he's gonna die, and, like, like, but, like, it it wasn't scary, like, it's, it's like, he knew he was gonna die, and, and he'd read the book, so he knew how he was gonna die, um, and so it's just, like, and you'd think it'd be, like, more scary than that, but, like, it really, 
isn't a scary movie. Like, it's no. very wholesome in a way. Yeah, and, and like, I saw this on many lists of, like, wholesome movies. Yeah. Um, and it kind of loops back, because he knew he was going to die, but like I said, the, the book is supposed to be a book that's, like, her best book if he died. And then when she goes to see Dustin Hoffman, he's like, well, I don't love the endings like, okay. And then she goes, yeah. Who's like, who's like her number one fan. Like, yeah. Like Emma Thompson's character, like her author character is like his favorite author and he's read like all of her books and yeah. And so, yeah. And this, the, what she says there is so meta because she's like, well, we've spent all this, you know, this person that that is in the book doesn't know that he's going to die, but the real Harold does. And when the real Harold dies anyway, you want him to live. Like you, you want him to, because he he went so headfirst into death to save a little boy. The story actually is a lot more redeemable if he lives in the end, which is exactly yeah. what happened because we're watching a movie about a man who knows he's going to die versus reading a book about a man who doesn't know he's going to die. And and so it was like, she says this line and I'm like, oh, so the that's why the movie is good, but that book that she wrote in the narrative of this movie is not. <laughs> it's not good. Wrong. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, you just were like, saying to us that this is why you didn't want to kill him because the little did he know <laughs> i mean the, the writer of this movie says this is why we didn't kill him yeah little did we did he know it's uh it's so meta when you think about it that's why the kind of simpleness of it really works and the not going into the science of it or questioning the magic of it at all yeah, it's yeah, we never understand how he was able to hear her or if in fact she had killed those other people. I mean, if this happened to Harold. Yeah. It I mean, were all of her books based in Chicago? Like could all of her people been like in like, like or would she just like kind of like she never really delves into that. Like It's and pretty that vague, but maybe been interesting to to get to get an, another look into, but um, we but follow this little those, snapshot. Those people from the very beginning, the boy on his bicycle and the woman who got the job as the bus driver. Um, from the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yeah, from the very beginning. Like, you see the boy riding around town, being a menace, almost getting hit many times. Mm -hmm. And then you see the lady, like, out in, like, a nice suit, like, probably looking for a job. And, you know, she gets, um... She gets sprayed with water by a, by a passing car, or no? I think someone like bumps into her, yeah, and she, like she, they, and like, like spills spill on her water, or like they're spraying the the sidewalk, and she's there. Yes, yeah, spraying the sidewalk, and then you see her like get her job um, as the bus driver, and it's her first day driving, and then she hits someone, which is like traumatizing. Yeah, and I love that they had at the end that it was like just a little bit of compassion like the women who were helping out the bus driver after she hit Harold and because she was like so horrified and they were like yeah. actually like 
helping her because she was she was in like at that kind of state yeah you know like shocked yeah in shock like crazy i don't even i don't even want to ever know what that feels like right and it's like this was written into the movie and we got to know this woman a little bit because we followed her throughout the entire movie so again it's just like back to this kind of kooky screenplay Mm-hmm. Um, that was made into a, a movie. very very well rounded. It it, yeah. it it makes a nice it makes a nice little circle. Like it it's it's really well thought through. Um, I'm gonna just read some trivia because it seems like I don't know anything about this movie. So yeah. Uh, says so the first one is while filming, Will Ferrell wore an earpiece that fed him Dame Emma Thompson's narrative lines in order to assist the other cast members in reacting more naturally to Farrell's seemingly non-sequitur lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I like that Dustin Hoffman was like this professor and I enjoyed that he had like multiple jobs like he was like the lifeguard at the pool. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. <laughs> and then also a professor and then also like kind of acting as a... Not really a, not really a therapist, but like he was, you know, helping... Helping Harold with his... With his mystery. Yeah. The title of the movie comes from a famous quote from Lord Byron's Don Juan. Tis strange but true, for truth is always strange, stranger than fiction. If it be told, how much would novels gain by the exchange? How differently the world would men behold? Aw. Yeah. Which, I mean, stranger than fiction is a, is a, it's a reference to yeah. this Don Juan. And it's a direct reference that people say all the time now. Because it's like, it's common. It's in there. It usually means things that are going to, like... That real life can often be something that is unbelievable. You know? Yeah. Just the, the happenstance and things that happen. <laughs> oh, look at this one. So, Dave Emma Thompson wore no makeup in this movie. Oh my god, that's um, amazing. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. And then the name of Anna Pascal's uh, bakery is The Uprising. That's amazing as well. She was. She was really fun, and then her, like, little backstory about how she went to Harvard, and then she fell in love with baking instead, and she was like, I, I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, like, these like these side characters, like, they they really took the time to kind of give us a little bit of backstory. Like, even, even the, the bus driver and the and the little boy, I mean. Yeah, like, it's a, kind of it, a long like, movie, too, you know? It was. It really was, um, and very detailed. Um, there's, I, I remember hearing this too, but when Dave, uh, Tony Hale's character, uh, turns on the light in his apartment, it makes the same sound as the communicators make, uh, on Star Trek. Oh. And I, and I think I remember hearing that. That's awesome. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. I liked his friend too, who, um, wanted to go to space camp. Um, and he was played by, uh, the actor who, Tony Hale, who's in 
Um, who's in a what's it called? Uh, a Arrested okay. Development. Yes, Arrested Development. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> And uh, one thing I did learn, because uh, my roommates watched this movie with me, is that Will Ferrell does know how to play the guitar. But this trivia says that Will Ferrell is left-handed. So he played a right-handed guitar in the movie, and that's why he's shown playing a simple song oh. comprising of only two chords. That's still really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good actor. Like, I've always really liked him, and I'm sure... I don't know. Like I, I feel really like... liked him in this movie. Yeah. Like, I remember. I remember his performance, like standing out to me in this movie and being like, "Wow, this is great." I like. Yeah. I like Will Ferrell in these in these types of roles. Like I really do. Because I think people at this time were seeing him in like Talladega Nights and Anchorman, and he is like the opposite in this movie. He's like kind of bland, and just yeah, trying to become a better person. <laughs> you know yeah it's cute this was a, a fun movie and obviously there's lots of other really great indie movies out there but this one is it's one of the one of the better ones from the 2000s and I think it, it ages pretty well there's not a lot of stuff about it that are kind it's kind of you know there, there weren't too many there weren't too many problematic things yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> you know, aside from the fact that Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is a little bit like a manic pixie dream girl, um, it still is cute. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at these uh, plot keywords. Mm -hmm. We've got author, fate, professor, novelist, and writer. That's pretty good. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Um, and uh, a Metascore. It's in the green. It's in the green. It got a 67. That's pretty Which is good. great. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Let's take a look at the Metas Metacritic.com. Uh, 29 positive reviews. Five mixed reviews and one negative. Let's take a look. Let's take a look what we got here. On the on the bottom of this Metacritic, it's like related movies. The Truman Show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Boston Globe gave it a 38. That's the lowest one we have. Um, watching the movie made me long for the big risky ideas and entertainingly fearless filmmaking in David O. Russell's I Heart Huckabees and Spike Jones. Jones's adaptation, which Kaufman wrote. Both were similarly conceptual escapades, but they let it all hang out. <laughs> okay, so he wanted it to be more like a Kaufman movie. Um, yeah. And obviously that had a, had a jam-packed group of individuals making that movie a, a standout kind of movie for sure. But this one yeah. is not like that. <laughs> it's not really that same tone. As like a Spike no. Jones kind of thing. It's just a little bit. I don't know. It's it's a lot more normcore as I, as I said before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like this person, Empire said it might be Charlie Kaufman light, which I can't, I feel like I really did kind of say. Um, I'm gonna read the Chicago t Sun Times. Uh, Roger Ebert, eighty eight. 
What a thoughtful film this is, and how thought-stirring. Mark Foster's Stranger Than Fiction comes advertised as a romance, a comedy, a fantasy, and it is a little of all three, but it's really a fable, a moral tale. There you go. And let's read one of these uh, mixed review ones. Um, okay, here we go. And I agree with this one. The Washington Post had given it a 50. Um, there's a problem. The romance isn't developed enough to be truly satisfying. It's it's fat-free snack wells when you want Godiva. <laughs> okay. Snack wells are it's not like the original. A, yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, it's not the original story we signed up for or thought we did. Uh, yes, I mean, snack rolls are like really like low calorie cookies that taste like cardboard. Ew. Yeah. So that's a that's a pretty mean thing to say about this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's snack yeah. wells. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't go that far that far to like to like <laughs> make a visual image of a visual comparison between sweets, but um, but yeah, no, I I definitely don't remember the the romance being. And and it's not. I, I I don't feel like the romance is kind of what drives the story. No, it definitely doesn't. Like it's it's yeah. really just It's an aspect Harold of Harold's like growth trying to as figure a out this <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out this narrator in his head and, and not dying. That's that's kind of it's kind of what the main point is. Yeah, it's more of like a mystery but also kind yeah. of a self discovery story. So yeah, it's a lot of things. It definitely is a lot of things. And I think the pace of it, because it's kind of a chill pace, it definitely lends to the, like, not-so-urgency of it. Like, it kind of is... It's it's not very hectic, but... I mean, he's, it's, he's concerned about what's going on with him, but he's still living and in, in, in not going crazy. So... Yeah. I mean, these mixed reviews seem, like, super harsh. Yeah. It's like, like they're harsher than the, they're harsher than the one negative review that I got. I know. How did they like pick those little blurbs about how it's like got low self esteem or that it's overworked or you know, there's just so many yeah. things. But then, you know, all of like the greens are pretty good. Like this yeah. you know, yeah. they're they're all like doing their own thing. So I would encourage you to go look at that. All of the the meta score. I'm glad it is. It's great. I'm glad it is. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm glad in in the midst of, of all this of all this harshness, it was able to still keep a grain. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Uh, all right, shall we spin this wheel? Yes. What is on the wheel? You're just gonna have to tell us because you can't see. Although I I can no. actually put it on here. I'll put it on. Yeah, here. do you, do you want to continue it? Do you want to how about you you can you add it to our uh recording cuz yeah. you're already recording your put screen. Put it right in the middle so it's going to yeah. show up right now. <laughs> All right. What's on the wheel? What's on the wheel? I'm waiting for you. To, to me? You're waiting for me? I thought you were going to record it. Oh, no. You you have to record on your end and send it to me. I can't, I can't record it over here. Oh, I thought you were going to include it in our 
in our uh in I thought you were screen screen recording. I am screen recording this conversation. Okay. You need to screen record the wheel <laughs> on your end and then okay. s- and then give me the wheel and I will put right. it here. I'm going to put it right, right. here. <laughs> right. Right. In okay. Post. Uh, okay. I can't do it right now. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. My bad. It's okay. Um I have to remember how to record. Window yes, button you do. plus G. Got it. Got it. Okay, here we go. All right, the movies we have on our quarantine movie roulette wheel are Interview with a Vampire, a Top Hat, the musical from 1935, Million Dollar Baby, Annie, the musical from 2014, Pan's Labyrinth, and Pearl Harbor. Wow, this is a good bunch of movies. Okay, we got some really bad ones in there. We got some good ones. I'm stoked. Um, it's a, it's a. Oh shit! Is it go? What, don't, don't do cool. it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, uh, I think it's gonna be Top Hat. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign a guess. Good. Okay. All right, here we go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> that was not Top Hat. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry, Alessandra. You know what it was? I didn't say that it was going to be Pan's Labyrinth because I didn't want it to be Pan's Labyrinth. But it is. scary. It's scary. <laughs> but like, but like, I've always wanted to watch it. You've like, never like seen even... it? No, of course not. It's scary. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not that scary. It's just, it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. I mean, maybe you'll like a see, little uh, you'll intense. see when you watch it. I, it's Great. A, it's a very good movie. So I don't. Really... I've heard, I've heard. Uh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro, right? Yes. Del Totoro yeah. in Spanish. Del Totoro. Um, awesome. Well, that is that is the movie we get to watch next, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, yes, that guy. <laughs> that, that's a, I I know I know that reference. I know that reference. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed uh, this, oh yeah, if you're listening, we put our hands up in front of our eyes because the guy with the eyeballs in his hands whatever okay because <laughs> yeah, um, we yeah. we're, we're also video recording this right now if, you, if you're not watching the video recording it's on youtube okay if you enjoyed this episode please rate and review our show on apple podcasts google podcasts and stitcher we're also on apple music and spotify and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release please follow our social media we have twitter at by the popcorn instagram at all by the popcorn podcast facebook just search all by the popcorn podcast and like our page um, we are on YouTube where you're probably watching this, uh, all by the popcorn podcast. Please subscribe and like this video. I don't know, whatever, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Um, and, uh, if you want to reach out and say hello to us, please email us at all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com. We also have a TikTok, all by the popcorn podcast. Um, and we have some merch, so please check that out. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening and for watching. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.